There is no escape. We pay for the violence of our ancestors. From the collected sayings of Muad'Dib by the Princess Irulan. Yes, we are back. It is time for I've Read Dune with Rory Voy. He, over there, is Rory Voy, and he has read Dune. That's right, everybody. And we are his story boys. I'm Andy. I'm Austin. And that's what's up. Now you know who's here. What are we doing? We're reading more of Dune. I think I think Rory has chapters 16 and 17 for us today. But uh, do more important question, Austin... Do you remember anything that recently happened in Dune? <laughs> I'm I'm so glad you asked. I think Dune is great. Dune is so fun. You- <laughs> um, we have so many great memories, you know, that we've made along the road here, uh, <laughs> along this great road of Dune. Uh, and, you know, Rory's just been so wonderful. And, you know, I just love, you know, America and my country and... Um, no, wow. I don't. Um, you know what? You know what? I do. I do m- remember. I remember. Uh, I'm going to vote for you less now that you have something to say. <laughs> <laughs> the I remember. I remember the Duke was talking about how much he loved his brooding balcony and went there several <laughs> times. But then I'm thinking, what happened after that? They went to go check out a a spice house. They went to go <laughs> check out the spice house, and they flew mm-hmm. their thopter. To Whoa. to Spice City. Now I to, I I think I might need to uh, do some do some oopsie daisies redactions from time oh. to time. Okay. Uh, oh, is this a new a new segment called Rory's Oopsies? Oopsie I think we have to. I think we have to acknowledge sometimes an oopsie gets made. Um, All right. Because my impression of the of the Spice Factory was was a uh, was of a sort of you know oil oil rig. Sure, mm-hmm. but I I think it's closer to the uh, sand crawlers of of Star Wars. Oh, oh, that's interesting. Like a mobile factory. Yeah, I believe they call it a, cr- a crawler of some kind at some point in these chapters. You know, this is this is a fun hot tip, I think, Rory, for you and for me and Austin and for all of our viewers, our, all of our listeners. The more you can tie this to Star Wars, I think the more approachable it's going to be. So, can well, you that's phrase- going to be very easy, actually, as, <laughs> as I mentioned uh, before. Everything from Star Wars is pretty much ripped off of Dune, so the the references are are not small. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Good. That's gonna that's gonna really help. <laughs> okay. I wanna I wanna point out. Uh. Well, we we need to get to the meat. We need to get straight to that juice. Uh, but my my l- recollection was also that there was uh, a sandworm. Yes, there, so, I was, sandworm I was, I was getting there. Yes, okay. <laughs> I also did remember that, and everybody's proud of me. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, we're getting into chapter 16, everybody, uh, which I'm calling Hot Wives and Pirates. <laughs> I'm so glad you did. <laughs> These are two of my favorite things. So at the very end of last week, uh, everything you mentioned is accurate, um, but there was also the discussion of uh, who in Duke Leto's camp is is the no-no man. Mm. <laughs> right. <laughs> or woman. Or I woman. In the, case of Lady no, Jessica. No, <laughs> in the case of Lady Jessica, who has been currently pinned as the probable no-no man. <laughs> I can't wait for the movie to hear All of this... Oscar Isaac saying, you are the no-no man. <laughs> Frank Herbert's, you know, vocabulary, man. It's just wild. Uh, so... So we're getting we're we're gonna do some Downton Abbey shit this week. Mm. Uh, it's time it's time for a dinner party. Oh yeah, uh, with uh, you know with prominent members of uh, you know factions who 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 are here for the for the upstairs right for the upstairs that's right. <laughs> so this this week this week at the uh, at at Leto's at Leto's dinner party it starts with like. What I'd consider general water talk that's just going to be a part of reading Dune. From time to I time, see. there's going to be just discussions about water. and uh, It's like pillow talk. but It's like pillow talk, but it's water talk. You're exactly mm-hmm. right. That's just the water talking. <laughs> it's just the water talking. <laughs> uh, the Harkonnens, I guess, used to just wash, wash themselves like pigs. And, and then they would mop up the water from their sloppy from their sloppy dinner from their sloppy dinner ritual and uh, sell their like soiled water to beggars on the street. Oh, they God. slop up their steaks. So they pour it's, water on their steaks and slop them up. Stop it! You can't. Uh, it's uh, it, it's it's intensely gross. That's so that awful. They, and it really sells how how nasty the Harkonnens were. It really does kind of feel like let's let's mustache twirl these guys up a bit. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it reminds me of um, you remember uh, the the Hunger Games that movie, The Hunger Games, and uh, where they they have the capital and all the capital people. They describe that they're like uh, eating and then like throwing up. Like they, yeah. they have so much food they can puke it up. Like they have the luxury to puke their food. It definitely. It's the same like baby bird. Same tone. Like yeah. self baby bird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's Harkonnens. And then, and then in, in an also way to sort of build up Leto, he's very grossed out by this practice. <laughs> I would never do this, said Duke Leto. And they all <laughs> applauded. Well, no now more. hold on. Can you clarify how is this brought up in the show? Like they're having a dinner party with the Harkonnens? No, or they're just the, being the, told, the, "Oh my god, you should have seen the last guy." The help didn't get fired because that would not be they're they're not they're not complicit in Harkonnens' bad politics, right? Sure, sure, so sure. So the people sure. who work at the at the mansion are, uh, you know, used to serve the Harkonnens. Okay, and they're like, "What do you? What do you mean you don't want the slop bowl?" <laughs> I see. <laughs> Ah, uh, yes, humans from out of state. Uh, you must. Are you, are you gonna go sell your gamer bath water? <laughs> I guess okay. here's a sponge on a stick. So here's where it gets fun. So you remember that Leto is sort of laying the groundwork for he wants he wants Hawat among Dilf others of the year the Dilf of the year he wants Hawat among others to to believe that Jessica may be the the no no man right <laughs> right. <laughs> and so, and and she has sort of like picked up on that a little bit. So now Lado is 
super cheesed as he goes to check on his uh, procession of guests. And he sees Jessica wearing his favorite colors, looking fucking hot and <laughs> hanging out with a dirty pirate. She has, oh. brought, she, she has brought a pirate to his dinner party <laughs> without asking. <laughs> the absolute nerve. <laughs> You know a pirate is my ultimate fantasy, and we wanted to talk about it first. I remember when Lord Grantham brought a pirate to the Downton Abbey, and, and then they had fun. So he's pretty pissed that that yeah, she would, yeah. do, you know, that she would get she would get hot in his colors and hang with pirates. Yeah. Now, enter, entering the scene, uh, we've got Doctor Kynes is returned. Oh, Dr. Kynes, the uh, the the judge of change, <laughs> the judge of change. Right. And here's another moment I'd like to interject a little bit, uh, only because I feel that I don't know if I feel that it's necessary. I think it would be interesting to talk about one mm. of the few changes that are obvious from the book to the the trailers we've seen of. Doom. Oh, fuck. Yeah. No, definitely. Uh, Kynes has been recast as a woman in the book. Uh, Kynes is definitely a man. It's not uh, un 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 uh, undisclosed. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, I'm always of the camp that like, who gives a shit? Like recasting right. is cool, and it, mm -hmm. it reinterprets the story without you know ruining it. It just sort of gives it a different lens to examine these characters. But uh, for any but for any interested parties, Kynes is a dude in the book. So uh, bear that in mind, I guess. Gotcha. Yeah. Great. Then we have Linger Butte, the water shipper, some kind of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's the if that's not the title of this week's episode, I don't know. Linger Butte, the water shipper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry. Please go on. Nothing's and weird. And he's not the pirate. They're not. He's the no, pirate. no. 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 <laughs> he's more like he's more like a banker, like a water banker. Okay. And Paul hates him. And Paul hates bankers. So he hates Linger Butte. I can I can relate. Yeah. I think we've all been there. Yeah. Mood. Then we will meet uh Esmer Took. Uh that is Lady Jessica's pirate suitor. Okay. Ah, uh, there it is. Now they don't there's no hanky panky, but they these two are, I would say, incredibly unwed. Like significantly more okay. unwed. So they're like oh. right? they're like eating each other's chicken wings and stuff. Like they're getting nasty at the table, right? <laughs> I, I think that's a fair inference. Okay. <laughs> the, 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 the servants are all busy putting away the slop bowls, and Jessica and Esmer they're are slurping like, mm, bones. Mm, maybe leave one of those slop bowls out for the two of are us. You, we're gonna get nasty. <laughs> uh, Jessica has brought him on the hopes that. Uh, basically, so you will remember in the last week, one of the concerns for for the Atreides was like, you know, a potential evacuation, potential like they, they've given up their air power, right? They need desert yeah, yeah. power now. If you remember mm -hmm. how big how big a deal desert power is, sure. Uh, so we're bringing in this pirate king who has you know a fleet of ships, and and they're hoping that that will be a reasonable uh, addition to their and we're talking to their like motley crew, sand ships, right? Like wind sand ships. Or sea ships? I don't know if that's a facetious question or not. I don't know. Please tell me the answer. Uh, is Dune isn't Dune all sand? Or are there these lots are of these are lakes? these are space pirates? Oh, I see. She's from so he's from out of town. He's from out of town. He just blew. Oh, okay. He just blew in from out of town and is looking to get nasty with the local with the local uh, aristocracy. 
I see. Would you say there's kind of like a most Eisley sort of spaceport on Arrakis where where people like that are sort of blowing in and stopping over for a little bit of spice and for, for some chicken wings <laughs> it's and, not... and a few live Lady Jessica's chicken wings. <laughs> it's not described as as such a as such a port town, but uh, as has been said, the the parallels between Dune and Star Wars are uh, quite quite close together. Mm-hmm. So the water shipper, the banker. Uh, <laughs> is i don't know he sort of becomes the central focus of the chapter as he is revealed through through jessica's jedi powers her benny jesuit insight uh to be a uh harkonnen agent uh oh. it's 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 not through a sort of you know deductive reasoning that the reader gets to be a part of she figures it out with magic it smells like bacon it smells like fucking bacon oink oink piggy <laughs> <laughs> Although I do hope him and water do get together. I really, <laughs> you know, all the will they won't they, you know. So this weird banker, this weird banker starts talking about like vultures and how all the birds on Arrakis lo- love blood and eating blood. And cool. everybody's kind That's of metal as hell. <laughs> I know. And everybody's like pretty ooked out by this, by this like peevish banker who's obsessed with the blood. Yeah, did he just show up to the dinner party and in a lull in the conversation he's like, so did you know the birds eat blood? <laughs> he must be a Goldman Sachs. <laughs> it's, it's, it, I think both tones are present. So like he's he's basically uh, at, at, like I said, because we, 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 we've learned that he's he, he's sort of in, in league with the, with the Harkonnens. Yeah. Uh, picture him just kind of like fucking up the dinner on purpose and it yeah and mm-hmm. sort of wrecking the wrecking the, wrecking the general vibe and trying to like poke at people and talk about nasty birds <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like a dick eric he nasty birds it's very kind of funny where like he's it's not some sort of you know 3d chess plot he's just at a dinner being shitty he's being he's a, a shitty messy dinner bitch who loves drama <laughs> he's just a messy bitch who loves drama but it works and that's why it's so funny yeah like all he has to do is show up and really just not make you know make the dinner unpleasant. <laughs> One job. He's uniquely suited to it. <laughs> yeah. So then, so now Paul, our best friend Paul, is going to fire back at, oh, fire back at the gross, uh, at the gross banker, and he asks, "You may be thinking, are these birds cannibals?" Yeah, it wasn't what I was thinking, but no, it continue. wasn't at all. Well, he's he's sort of engaging. He's 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 uh, fighting fire with fire. He's, uh, Paul is, as we learn, uh, you know, sort of Im- implying that, uh, the banker is cannibalistic in, in, in his. Is Paul a comrade? Paul's a fucking comrade. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Paul. <laughs> and then Dr. Kynes gets, uh, the judge of change is sort of gets on Paul's, gets on Paul's team at the moment. Yeah. Uh, so that we've got, we've got the Kynes and Paul are, are heckling the banker. Uh, the, the banker tries to turn it back on Paul and be like, I heard the Fremen drink blood. So gross. Those so, so gross. Uh, and Paul and Kynes don't take the bait and they're like, nobody drinks blood, you sicko. But, you know, bodies, there's a lot of water in there, bro. Mm. Oh, I see. For the water. So there's, there's some kind of harvesting ritual to reclaim somebody's body's water uh, after they pass. That just sounds like a piss kink. It sounds like a piss kink a little bit. <laughs> Reclaim your body's water. 
It always does come back to water, though. It's a big part of the book. <laughs> For a well, book not you know, called Water, it's it's a significant part of the book. You know, the human book is about 70% water. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> so Leto is going to notice that, it, I assume the Pirate King, but somebody has brought a lot of ladies to the table. Okay. And Paul's, get, Paul's getting his fair share of his fair share of nods. His fair share of handkerchiefs from the from the women around. <laughs> okay, <laughs> they're just dropping handkerchiefs <laughs> on him. Like, and now you may present handkerchiefs to the people Ooh. you are interested in, and then just a fucking just huge stack just falls on Paul's head. Well, it's right after he was like telling off the banker, right? And they're mm. all like, "Oh, fuck, Ooh, feeling yeah. that vibe." Oh Ooh. shit. <laughs> uh, but the, it's funny. They, he mentions like. You know, part of his ducal training is is to resist <laughs> resist these ducal? temptations. Yeah. yeah, I like the idea that he's getting he's getting like professional help on like not 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 coming too fast, <laughs> <laughs> doing some sort of tantric activity. Yeah, That's it, it, precisely. It's him in Duncan Idaho in the moments when uh, when Lady Jessica isn't lo- looking. He's like, okay, but here's the real shit though. Yeah, here's what you got to learn. There's going to be a lot of women who need who need that Duke's that Duke's dangle. <laughs> That's the ducal training. That's the ducal training. So so Leto is has a moment of pride as his son is being uh, objectified by women and how well he is and how well he's you know handling it. Coming off real cool. Coming off. Real I don't cool. even like this at all. <laughs> That's my boy. <laughs> Uh, and then he is sort of swept off. He's swept off to go deal with some Duke matters and says, uh, he tells Paul that he's now in charge of the dinner party. That's what I say when I need to shit, too. <laughs> Thanks for landing that joke. I couldn't find my way there. <laughs> that you've got Ducal matters to attend to. <laughs> I'm here the second time. Why? Why am I a child? Ah. <sighs> Mm, that's good. Uh, now, now it's Paul's turn. Paul's turn to kind of wreck the wreck the dinner party because the fifteen year old boy is now incensed by the by the nasty banker. Mm. Uh, he starts talking about a, a man he met on Caledon, or I guess not met uh, an, an instance to which he observed of a man who was drowned at sea, and then uh, some some people from Arrakis ask for an explanation how one can drown. Oh. Which I thought is actually kind of neat, not because yeah. like what's an ocean, but like the way that you wouldn't understand, like if if water doesn't exist in these large bodies, you you may yeah. think of it more like a vitamin, right? Like you got to get totally. your vitamin C, you got to get your water. Uh-huh. Like what do you mean you dr- he died from his vitamins? Yeah, no, that's a, that's really interesting. Like the height, drown- death by drowning is the height of privilege. Well, yes, if, if you consider if if the fact you're not wrong, but I also like that it's just sort of like. <laughs> water isn't a thing people get in so how does one drown it like what is it? yeah totally. what even is this mm-hmm. right it's like saying you drowned in pea soup which is like <laughs> why would you have that much pea soup <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> uh then he mentions that this man has like he's all clawed up from i guess there were like two dudes who were drowning and one of them got on the other guy because he was like mm. oh, you can drown first and i'll drown second will be the way this is gonna go yeah and then the banker's like bro that's so gross. Why are you, why are you, why are you, why are you wrecking the dinner like this? And Paul is like, you did that. Now I'm telling gross stories. <laughs> it's only fair 
you told the gross one. Now I get to do a gross one. I'm 15. I'll enjoy it more. No, it's like it's like on the same it's on the same line as that, uh, you know, his cannibalistic question. It's like, I think you are a person who would do this. Totally. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I see blood sucking birds are just birds who got to live. But you I'm eat your birds own. Got business majors. Br- birds that got business majors. <laughs> the banker feels called out and uh, hates it. You can't bank- cancel me. I'm a banker. <laughs> and then he's like, after after then Lady Jessica's like, dude, do you realize you realize you're yelling at a 15 year old boy, right? He's like, oh, it's the wine, I guess. You it's know, the, wine. the water talking. It's just the water talking. <laughs> he's in his cups again. <laughs> Is eight a day. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that about covers chapter 16. Mm. Okay. Okay. That's kind of a meaty, kind of a meaty dinner gossipy convo. Yeah. It was a oh, long gosh. chapter too. It was like, yeah, I liked it. Thumbs up for the intrigue. Thumbs down for no pirate sex. Yes. The pirate sex is all implied, unfortunately. Right. Damn it. By, by all the food metaphors that Herbert uses during the <laughs> chapter that Rory sort of cut out. But yeah, I bet it's there. Okay, so chapter 17. I'm going to call Glutton for Punishment part like a million. Okay. Or Bun in the Oven. <laughs> oh, I like this Rocky, Bullwin- Rocky and Bullwinkle style title where we get two. <laughs> okay, so because well, this, this chapter is sort of split in two. It, it so obviously should have been two chapters. It's kind of annoying that it wasn't. <laughs> Jessica's going to wake up in the middle of the night. Uh, to a disturbance in a, in the hallway. And she finds Duncan Idaho just fucked up on, on spice wine. Or a spice beer, they call it. So oh, spice beer. I didn't know there was spice beer. There's spice yeah, everything, bro. I'm, oh. I'm, I'm back in. I'm back in, baby. So, you know, it's like Starbucks every, every fall. You know, here we go. <laughs> uh, now, it's kind I, I think that they kind of went, uh, or they, I think Herbert kind of went, the least the less interesting way uh, jessica is jessica is convinced that you know idaho is a man who can hold his drink and that and that he was on like official business and is it shouldn't be this fucked up and that something amiss may have happened sure and as it sort of reveals uh perhaps idaho just got real fucked up i guess it's just uh she just met a man in a hallway who was real drunk and was not not too happy to have to deal with the duchess <laughs> in the middle of the night yeah. Uh, UA shows up. Guards show up. It's a whole ordeal. The man's sloppy. Uh, we also learn for some reason. This is the I, I think I've I've perhaps at some times oversold the horniness of this book through my interpretations. Based, But it's from chapters like this that I I consider Dune to be a pretty horny book. Okay. This is from where so, the, this is this is where all the clam and barnacle talk comes this from. This is where the clam and barnacle talk comes from. So apparently, whenever whenever the Duke needs a woman to be spied on and wooed, uh, Duncan Idaho is their go-to guy. This is the hunk who gets sent to Oh to he's Hunkin Idaho. He's Hunkin Idaho <laughs> to go go fuck some information out of out of the local spinsters. And is this uh sorry, was this Momoa or is this Brolin? This is Momoa, I believe. Okay. Now, I, I can't say for certain because I didn't, you know, draw a character. It is Momoa. Yeah. It is Momoa. Great. But yes, this is cast on brand. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to send, if you got a hottie, you may as well use him, right? I mean, you could yes. send Thanos too. <laughs> no, you send, you send Aquaman. 
UA shows up, as I mentioned, and UA... Uh, now, here's an interesting thing we've, we've learned. I, I believe it has not come up until these chapters. I, I have mentioned UA's sort of, like, imperial conditioning a few times. Mm-hmm. His inability to be a... To do harm to his, to, his, to his ward. And that is apparently tattooed on his face. Interesting. He's got a diamond tattoo on his forehead that uh, is, in some way... Emblo- if, it, if, if it doesn't actually have a purpose... It's emblematic of completing that uh, uh, that that conditioning. But like we know, we know like like dramatic irony wise, we know that UA that's fake. Like he resisted it, but nobody knows. We know that, he resisted right? it, yes. But we don't know. At the, I, I'm just unclear if the tattoo, like I said, has a practical function or right uh, or as right. a mark of like you know. It's his like degree. he has a big Twitter de- terrified <laughs> check on his face. <laughs> yeah, he his like, opinions well, have to be good though. Yeah, he's verified. He's got the <laughs> thing on there. Yeah, so so this whole this whole horny ordeal goes down where just where where Idaho is way too drunk and uh and the whole castle is awake now and at some point uh Thufi Hawat arrives. Oh, and that's our that's our our friend Mentat, right? That's the Mentat. That's the spy master Mentat old man. The old ass man. The old, <laughs> old man. ass man. Yeah. Horny horny for punishment. Right. right. Now, Jessica is going to notice right away that he is basically he's arriving from some sort of water punishment. Uh, he he's it's either it, it's a little bit left vague because water and blood are the same thing. And thematically, uh-huh. uh, he just swam he, in from water punishment. Boy, he, his he's, arms he's, tired. he's literally he's literally wet from some kind of spy master. He's he's wiping himself <laughs> off. And I, and, <laughs> Soggy and goes, it was spy business. Spy business. (laughs) And and this guy, we just know, is so here for it. This is (laughs) now Jessica and Hawat have uh do you remember um around probably around chapter nine or so, Jessica had a bit of a mental duel with with UA? Yeah. uh Uh-huh. So that's gonna be we're gonna sort of rehash some of that. the, a sparring match between now not just a dumb doctor, but a full-blown mentat. Sure. Ultimately, Jessica is now, cons- you know, she she accuses Hawat of being the traitor, of being the no-no man. And, <laughs> okay, okay. And Hawat, you know, Hawat's, every accusation wounds him so, and yet I know he wants more. Uh-huh. Uh, he, he, who, who could accuse me? Who, me? Who, Hawat? Oh no! I'm in the center of attention again, <laughs> like a big wet dog. <laughs> Chain me up to a tree, why don't you? Why don't you? I mean, they they both agree there's a traitor, and then they start kind of running through the list about who it could be. Mm. Uh, they decide it can't be either of the two of them, although neither of them really believes each other at the moment. But they're like, well, in order for this to progress, we have to present sort of- company excluded. Yeah, yeah exactly. They decide it can't be Idaho, it can't be Gurney. Uh, they get to UA and are like, that makes a lot of sense. Oh, but that diamond, bro. Yeah, he's got that sick diamond. Uh, so then they're they're fucked again. They they go through the whole list and can't figure it out. It can't be Paul. And uh, then they wonder if maybe there is no traitor and it's just a, a plot to sort of breed in fighting, which I thought was kind of cool and wish it had sort of lived longer as, a, yeah. as an idea. <laughs> Because we already know the traitor is UA, so it doesn't... T- totally. 
that's sort of the cost of dramatic irony, right? Like, <laughs> right. We get it's tough to live in it for too long because the like you as you're reading it and you're like, I I know though, like it sucks that they don't know. Like, fuck to just get along with We, we got to move on. So then they kind of have a a Benny Gesserit versus Mentat showdown, uh, where Howat says that the Benny Gesserit, you know, are they don't have math powers, so you can't you you can't predict shit like I can. And she's like, bro, you. You've got to realize that everything that I do and don't do is intentional. And when I don't answer for you and when I don't tell the Duke everything that he needs to know, I'm hooking a brother up. She's she's the real fucking deal. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I bet. Uh, she's sort of point by point, which is a little hard to explain here because it's a little more, I think, specific than we've gotten into on the show. That's OK. Well, point by point, she just explains all the ways Hawat has uh been a fuck up and he i'm sure is just <laughs> horny for it it's horny just simmer, for it. simmering in his own naughty juice uh but then and then by the end of it not only is he is he you know soiled himself but is is completely kind of pretty blown away by by how how thoroughly in his place he's been you got a real tongue lashing <laughs> he got a real tongue lashing and this whole time Jessica knows that she has a trump card that will fully exonerate her and she doesn't even use it. She's just, she just, you know, punishes the man verbally instead. What She's hooking a brother up. What's the, what's the trump card? Well, the trump card would be that it doesn't make sense for her to be the Duke's traitor because she's full-blown preggies with, with a child. Oh. oh, tasty gosh. She's got the bun in the oven. Bun in the oven. So we know there's more dramatic irony, I guess. We know we know that as the reader that she she has mentioned it now. Mm-hmm. She's with uh, child. She's with child. And do we know anything else about it? What do you know normally about a one month old baby in the stomach? Oh, now now I know it's one month old. I don't know. That's, it's not. I don't remember if they said one month. Literally, it's. It's. I think she says a few weeks to a month. I don't, I don't remember exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be pretty early for no one else to know. Yeah, they, they do. It is said she does say how long it's been, but I think it's a couple weeks. Sure. Right. And she's probably got spooky psychic ability to know exactly when she was, you know, impregnated or whatever. Yeah, God, I want to say she knows it's a girl, but I'm not. I don't. I don't remember oh. if it's said. If it's said. Right. Okay. But right. Paul definitely does that's... have a sister. Because that's a thing, like they get to choose and mm-hmm. and she's so she's right. chosen. She's chosen clam this time. She chose clam, not barnacle. <laughs> it's got to be a better. <laughs> <laughs> OK, is that sort of where where the chapter ends or is there? That's where the chapter it... ends. They sort of break having not really fully gained trust with each other, but a reasonable it's sort of reasonable, beyond reasonable doubt, I guess you would call it. They're like, sure. No, this didn't feel good, but I'm convinced that you're not the ba- you're not the no no, ma'am. Right. Okay. Yeah. Now, Rory, I want to. Um, I don't know if you have this readily accessible, but I just as a value add for our listeners, I wanted to just sort of cover how many pages we've saved them from reading all this way. Like, what Ooh. what are we up to right now in Dune now? Well, you know what, Austin, I can actually I can actually uh, answer that question for you because I have I have the ebook pulled up and I know I'm not reading the fucking book. I have it for <laughs> behind the scenes reasons, but sketchy, but all right, <laughs> according to Kindle, 
Uh, we're on page 256 of 883. Yo, people, you hear that? We're at <laughs> 200. That's that's 256 is is great. That's so much time you've saved. That's not so having to read time. that much. It's so much time. We're 30% of the way through the entire book. And I don't even know how much real time podcast this is so far, but it's only a couple like like three hours, maybe total. Like it's not bad. That is not, not bad. bad at all. Does that hurt you inside, Roy? Does this whole exercise hurt you a little bit, knowing that what we're really like facilitating is for people to not read the words that you like? I think there's a yes and a no quality to that. Mm-hmm. The yes is obviously it would be great if everybody would read Dune. <laughs> the no is the entire purpose of this podcast is predicated on the fact that nobody's <laughs> reading Dune. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're solving the problem where it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I feel like this is, if if I don't get to live in a world where everybody's read Dune, I would consider a world where everybody's listened to I've read Dune a reasonable replacement. Yeah, it still, it still gets us to that utopic society. That we <laughs> where we can talk about, we can talk about the Atreides in, in common parlance. And water shippers. And water shippers. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you want to hear more shows from us, we have two more for you. The Infinite Backlog is our extremely exciting Marvel podcast where we started at 1961 and we move forward with way too much reading. Wham, bam, pow. (laughs) And you get to hear almost every week Rory and Shane complain about how much reading it is. There's so much reading. It's always Warlock. (laughs) It comes out most Saturdays. Saturday Morning Tuesdays, you guys, it's the show that started it all. Uh, You can hear me, Rory, and Andy, and we are on this journey most Tuesdays where we are looking through the weirdest and wildest, coolest and droolest uh, (laughs) cartoons, children's cartoons, adult cartoons from all across the spectrum of time. We're going to cover your favorite show. Maybe we're going to talk about the ones you hate. Probably. (laughs) And it's a great, wonderful time. So be sure to catch that. And of course, if you enjoyed this show or any of our shows, really, and you want to support us, we do have a Patreon chock full of bonus content. Everything from videos to sound clips to even some fun art that I get to make for you once a month. Um, And, you know, even if you can't support us monetarily, if you don't have anything to give... We would just love it if you joined our Discord and send us memes. Um, Send memes to us all day long. Keep us awake all night long with your memes. We love memes. We consume them. Just ruin us with your memes. (laughs) Please ruin us with your memes. As always, our links are in the episode description. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thanks, everybody. Laters. Laters.